8-4-6. Good afternoon. What a week of weather we are having here in Hong Kong. This is Ben Cullen with this week's Sports Fix for you. John Rahm reclaimed his place as world number one with victory at the Genesis Invitational in California. The Spaniard carded a 2-under-69 in his final round on Sunday to finish 17-under and beat American Max Homer by two strokes to win his 10th PGA Tour title. The win takes Rahm above American Scotty Scheffler, who was nine shots adrift at the top of the rankings. It is the 28-year-old's third PGA Tour victory of 2023 and his fifth win in his past nine worldwide starts. That was a tough week and a tough Sunday, Rahm said. Novak Djokovic has equaled Stephanie Graf's record for the most weeks as world number one after starting his 377th week at the top of the men's rankings. The 35-year-old Serb has held the record for most weeks as men's world number one since March 2021. On Monday, he moved level with German Graf, who first rose to the top of the women's rankings in 1987. Djokovic first became world number one in 2011 and, like Graf, is a 22-time Grand Slam champion. After first becoming world number one, Graf remained at the top of the rankings for 186 consecutive weeks, a woman's record that was later tied by Serena Williams in 2016. Liverpool have been left with a mountainous task to keep their Champions League ambitions alive after they were torn apart by a ruthless Real Madrid at Anfield. Real took the match 5-2. Holders Real, who beat Liverpool in last season's final in Paris, became the first side to score five at Anfield in Europe, despite going two goals down early on as Liverpool made a dream start to this last 16 tie. Liverpool did make the start of their dreams as they rattled Real with their high-tempo play, getting the two goals they thought would provide the platform for a night of glory. Instead, Anfield was reduced to near silence by the end as Jurgen Klopp's side were reduced to chasing shadows in the face of Real's imperious style and lethal threat in front of goal. Liverpool have pulled off spectacular comebacks before, but it would be truly extraordinary if they turned this one around at the Bernabeu. Today we'll be speaking to Alex Younger. He is a CrossFit athlete and coach who's also started cooking professionally as well. Here we go. I am delighted and pumped to welcome to the show Alex Younger. Alex is a CrossFit athlete and coach who's also transitioned somewhat into being a chef. Alex, welcome to Sports Fix. How are you? Thank you for having me, Ben. I'm very good today. Good, very man. Good. We start off with quick fire questions, so answer as fast as you can. Speedy. <laughs> Favorite sports star of all time? Johnny Wilkinson. Wow. Pizza or donuts? Pizza. Favorite sport? I would say UFC. So MMA. MMA, yeah. Running or rowing? Rowing. Squatting or deadlifting? Squatting. Favorite CrossFit movement? Has to be a snatch. Rice or pasta? Pasta. All right, Alex, can you give the listeners a brief rundown of who you are and what you do day to day here in Hong Kong? So I am a CrossFit coach and weightlifting coach by trade. I started a long time ago, so I got involved with CrossFit and weightlifting when I was very young. That then slowly transitioned into me being a bit more of an athlete. So I then pursued being a full-time CrossFit athlete. I moved out to the Middle East when I was 21 to pursue coaching slash being an athlete. And then from there, moved over to Hong Kong to, to do the same. Um, so yeah, I'm work, currently working at Coastal Fitness. In between being a chef and a coach, it's kind of two hats that I'm juggling right now, which has been a really interesting journey over the last couple of years for nice. myself. 
We'll come back to the chef in a little bit. When you said you started weightlifting really young, what does, yeah. what does that mean? So I was about 15, 16 when I started um, getting involved with weightlifting. CrossFit was my main pursuit and then weightlifting was something that I excelled at. So it was something that I naturally went into doing more of. Um, so yeah, the weightlifting and CrossFit started between 15 and 16. And I'm now 30 in March, which is pretty scary. Old. Yeah, it's old. For, well, my knees feel old, put it that way. We're young, mate. We're young. Alex, you must have been asked this question a million times, but we need to give the listeners some context just in case they've never heard of it. What is CrossFit? Great. So CrossFit for... A training methodology and a sport are two very different things. So your CrossFit classes that you would go to in a gym are going to be somewhat structured. There's going to be some progression of what's kind of going on between the days. We're not going to do random stuff all the time. But then as you go from CrossFit as a training methodology, which has some degree of structure and thought process, when you go into competing, that kind of opens it up for a lot more random stuff that can be thrown at you. So if you want by like to think about what CrossFit is, it's literally you have to be kind of fit and ready for anything really. And um, it got, it's kind of came out 1990s, 99 to 2000s was when it was like first starting to come onto the scene. And it was basically derived for service men and women to be physically capable to do anything for their job. So Marines, firefighters, policemen. So if that's the, the goal market when it first came out, it slowly transitioned into a sport, which is now everything from weightlifting, swimming, gymnastics, all thrown at you. Okay, and your entry into CrossFit was mainly for the training methodology part. You didn't plan on competing necessarily? Uh, I would say a bit between between the two. So my, one of my best mates back home, he has a CrossFit affiliate. That's what they call the, the gyms that are associated with CrossFit. Um, it was one of the first in the UK. Uh, so I got involved with what he was doing on the coaching side of things. And then I was, I've naturally been explosive. I've naturally been like a sprinter or uh, like a, I've just lend, lended myself to doing that style of sports quite, quite easily. So I've naturally just flown into then being competitive in CrossFit. And it wasn't something that happened straight away. It was over the two or three year period. You kind of learn all the skills. You get a bit better at certain movements, but my rate of improvement for weightlifting was, I was already ahead of other people. Got it. As far as the sport goes, can you give people a rundown of, of how the Open works yeah. and how anyone in the world could theoretically go to the World Cup? Yeah, so again, the methodology of CrossFit and the competition season are two very different things. The competi competition season for, for the athletes around the world starts with the Open. Now the Open's worldwide, my grandma, your, your dad, anybody could like get involved with it, it doesn't matter. Anybody can sign up for the Open and it's basically, it used to be five tests, but it's three weekends now back to back. Everybody logs a score in the world and you get your Open scoring, which is done by region. Asia's a region, Europe's a region, and North America's a region. And you get given a rank out of all the other signups in your region. And then what they do is they take the top 10% from the region, you go to the quarterfinals. The quarterfinals is then where it steps up a little bit so the Open's just one workout every weekend. As you go into the quarters, it's two to three workouts per day for three days. Then from there, if you're lucky enough, if you're, I can't, it changes a little bit each year, but let's say if you're in the 10% then of the quarterfinals, you go to the semifinals, which is again, a little bit of a step up. So it's almost like a, a weeding out of the weakest as you go through, but we're currently in season for the Open. We're in week one of the Open. 
and it has been a really stark reminder of how good and fun CrossFit is for the majority of people that get involved for the Open, which has been been a fun week. Well, that it ties into the timing of this conversation because we're going to put together a CrossFit series and given it is week one of the Open, we've started with you. So, so thank you for joining us on that. What are you seeing in week one? Talk everyone through what the first workout and test is. Yeah, so they tend to normally... This, week, this year has been a little bit different, but they tend to normally make the first workout all-inclusive, meaning like things that like literally the, the you've done CrossFit for a week and you can sign up and do. So pretty low skill, but more of like- Low an entry en- level. Yeah, an engine test. They're normally pretty nice with that sort of stuff. This year, they put muscle-ups in, in week one. So for those of you that don't know, muscle-ups are a gymnastic movement on the rings where you start in a bit of a dead hang, you go over the top of the rings and you go into a press out at the top. So it was a bit of a change up in terms of complexity for the, for the workout itself. Um, but what was nice about this first workout is it was a retest. So in 2014, they programmed this workout. 2023, they've programmed this workout and you get to see how much fitter you've got from 2014 or, or less fit from 2014 to 2023. Okay, have you tested? Yeah. Where did you I go? I got better. You got, got better. better? Yeah. That's so good. That's I mean, good... you've gone from perhaps competing much more seriously previously than where you are now, would yeah. you say? Yeah. We can sure. come on to that in a second. So it's still good to know that yeah. you've improved regardless of that. Yeah, well, the beauty the beauty with CrossFit is, is like I said, is the, there's so many movements to learn and you can always get better at moving. You might not be physically as fit or physically as strong as you were two or three years ago, but if you're more efficient with the way that you execute a squat, a pull-up, you can always get better at that sort of stuff, which lends itself then for long-term, long-term progression, progression, you know? Very good. And to go back to your point about weeding out the people, yeah. you're going to find that top 10% much quicker with a more complex yeah. uh, test. like For sure. Yeah, for sure. Normally, it's like the first one is all-inclusive then the second one gets a little bit harder they put a bit more challenge and then the third one tends to be the one where it becomes a little bit more intense little barbells maybe a bit heavier but yeah it's been interesting